Wow. Welcome back, Sherry Fine. Happy New Year, Ron. Happy New Year. Can you believe it's been actually a long time since I feel that you and I have been together doing this? It has been yeah. quite a while. So we'll pick up the pace on yeah, that. Yeah, we'll pick up the pace. Happy New Year. So we yeah, happy new year. We will definitely get together more often and try to get more of these out uh, on a consistent basis. Let's do that. So with that said, it's a brand new year. Are you one to do resolutions? I just made one with you to do more. To do more podcasts, but nothing else? No. Yeah. I am not really a resolution gal, but I I did make a resolution last year and Which was? I was quite successful. <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank you. My resolution was to drink more. <laughs> and uh I succeeded. And I didn't do anything drastic, but it was more than I drank previously, and it worked out well. And So I don't have to announce your name. Hi, Sherry Fine. I don't have to do that. <laughs> no, you don't. So and w- wouldn't point. it be Sherry F.? Oh, I don't know. I've, I've never partaked. Neither have these. I. I've just read about it. Oh, so maybe it is Sherry. I, I'm sorry I gave away your last name. <laughs> Did you make a resolution? I'm one that usually does not do a resolution. I try to better myself on a daily basis. Usually I come up short. I think that's just human. I think that's human nature. I think every time you want to set a goal and you want to get something accomplished, there's there's a chance that's not going to happen. And there's also a chance that it is. And if you really kind of put your mind to things, I think, yeah, for sure, you can get things done. Right. And I think sometimes with a resolution, even if you start it and stop, you at least started something that you intended. So, Right, but you don't want to give yourself unattainable goals. No. And I'm sure people talk to this ad nauseum all the time. We want to do this. We're going to do that. There's always the generic, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to improve my intelligence this year. I'm going to uh, get more fit. I'm going to whatever it's going to be. Right. And those are the go-to things that at least marketing campaigns seem to focus on. I mean, how many times do you see a weight loss commercial on TV all of a sudden? Exactly. And it's a good thing to think about. Oh, it's a great thing. I mean, it's always a good concept. Right. But is it is it feasible? And that's the question you would have to ask yourself a lot of times. Well, and I especially think it's a good thing to do, especially if it's not just about self-improvement, but maybe for some self-gratification, you're going to get busier doing something for others or yeah. participating and volunteering for a favorite charity or, you know, becoming more active with something like that. It doesn't always have to be just about you but i think if some of it's giving back maybe you're going to give more in 2024 it's a great idea and i think maybe that's what some people start focusing on is giving their time what a great idea it's a great concept yeah and whether we do them or not i think it's nice to set intentions sometimes i think i'll take you up on that so i think i will my goal this year is to uh, get my myself involved with uh, different kind of charities. That is a great goal. I like that. All right. I'm going to check back in with you about that. Now, can I do a charity that's kind of based on me? No. 
<laughs> no, you cannot. So that won't work. That doesn't work. Let's have you set- so support the Romberry <laughs> fund. Well, maybe I don't know. My last year's resolution worked out really well. Oh. No, but you know what? Hey, but- it's an adventure. We'll get it figured out. I see other people seem to do this all the time, and I'm sitting here. Uh, complaining about the fact that I have to do this just to get somewhere Absolutely. nice and warm. So, so go. Oh, and she should go and get some sun on her toes and enjoy. Oh God, it. yes. So yes, yes. So we will do that. Absolutely. And you? Anything up? Mm, nothing that exciting. No. So I'm just. I kind of just eased into the year, and I think it's going to be a nice year business wise. And I think. That this weather, if it holds out, will make it such a short winter. I mean, yeah. here we are, the beginning of January. There's no snow on the ground. We can get around. You don't have to wear big How boots. How about when they said that the, a cold snap is coming, and that means that the highs are going to be in the 20s. Now, for me, January means a cold snap is below zero. I know. I know. We're so, so lucky. But I hear there's like a nor'easter coming. So. There is. But that's out east. Yeah, that's nice. So your folks out east that happen just to randomly find us here in the Midwest online, boo-hoo. We're so sorry. We feel so bad for you New Yorkers and Philly people and anybody up the, up and down the East Coast, the I-95 corridor, I think they like to call it. Right. So you I-95ers? Enough with that. Boo-hoo. Yeah. So I have some questions about pets. I am just curious as to who in our country owns pets in terms of like the demographics of it and what kind of pets. Like I know families, I'm sort of assuming, have pets. Like children might have a pet, but it's under the jurisdiction of their parents. Right. And at what point do people stop having pets or what point do people... Is it better for people to have pets? Um, And just kind of who it is. So I was looking up some demographics. And I also came across this interesting fact that most pet owners see their pets as part of their family. And many say they're on the same level as humans. Okay, you would have to define on the same level as humans. Now, I'll give you an example. Your house is on fire. Your Mother-in-law is in the house, and your puppy is in the house. Both. <laughs> so, who do you save, Sherry? Puppy. That's not a fair question. But you only have time for one. Well, I mean, you're putting it on. You're on the same level as a human. I, I look. I've had pets my whole life. I've had, a, I've had four dogs, five dogs actually. I had one growing up. I had a Siberian husky. Do you consider those pets, or did you at the time they were living in your house? A, a family of, member? A, a part of my family. Okay. But at the end of the day, if it came down to, is it worse to lose a pet or is it worse to lose somebody like a sibling, a child, uh, a parent? Well, so my Google machine gave me this answer. Of all pet owners, 51% said yes, they value them as much as a human member. And 46% said yes, but not as much as a human. Oh, okay. So there it is. So there is a percentage of that. There is a percentage of that. 
Now, if we go to men, men said 43% yes, as much as a human. And 52% of men said yes, but not as much as a human. Women said 57% of women polled said yes, as much as a human. And 41% said yes, but not as much as a human. So women value their pets a little bit more. So what does that mean? That I think it's part of the nurturing. So 61% said yes, as much of a human as a human um, are urban, urban dwellers. Okay. 37% said yes, but not as much as a human that were urban dwellers. 61% is really pretty high, but that makes sense to me because when you see people in the city that have, well, mostly you just see people who have dogs. I don't, I don't, they don't walk their cats. I'm talking about, I think because they have to get them out of their urban dwellings and have to go for walks and things like that, that they are so much closer to their animals. This makes sense to me. Suburban came up as 47% says yes, as much as a human member out in the well, suburbs. That's, that's, I mean, that's not huge and differences. 50% in a rural setting said yes, as much as a human member, which I was a little bit... Um, that one was a little more shocking for me. I thought rural would be lower because I associate rural with they have so much more wildlife and if it's rural and it's farmland. That's interesting. I I kind of look at the pet thing as... Um, for responsibility got, reasons? I would think you starting off, before you have kids, you bring in a pet. Well, not even response, just to have companionship. And it's fun to have a, a dog or a cat or whatever you're going to decide to choose. And then there's young families who kids want to have a puppy or a kitten or whatever they're going to get. But I also see single people get so much enjoyment from of their pets. But I'm just looking at a, if you're going to compare different categories of what people will go and get pets, I would say the 30 to mid 40 somethings. And then as you and I are getting older and kids are out of the house, we're now empty nesters. You got different responsibilities and different thoughts and different uh, uh, interests all of a sudden where you want to maybe travel or you're not going to be around as much. You don't want to take on the responsibility of having a pet that you would have to find a way to look after. Right. And then you're, you're kind of beholden to what you can do based on finding that. Right. Maybe you're not traveling quite as much, but you want the companionship. So you're older, you lived independently, and sure. that pet sort of stabilizes you or keeps some structure in your routine or keeps a routine for you. Well, the, what you pulled up is very interesting. Yeah, I, I, I do. It makes me want to think about that a little bit more. Not that I'm going to go and do a, a dissertation on. All right, maybe pull your friends and then come get back to me. But my friends and, and some of your friends that are intertwined. Um, are of a certain age category. Right, but everybody's got a different agenda, too. Yeah, and I know some older people that have gotten dogs and cats later on in life. And keeps them walking. It keeps them, keeps them walking. Yeah, I mean, it's movement. 
But it's like you said, it's companionship. They they miss the fact that the kids are no longer in the house, and they want to have that that feel. I mean, we just lost a puppy a couple months ago, and yeah, and it was you know it was twelve beautiful years with her, but we knew it was time, and and we decided afterwards it's lonely without her, but to take on the responsibility of having another dog at my age. Not making it sound like I'm about to go in a nursing home or anything, but uh, we want to do things now. We're at that prime age where we can travel and we can go places. And what else makes it a very fine day today, Ron? Well, Sherry, I fired the last uh, marketing guy I had. Uh. Yeah, we got rid of Andy, and now we actually brought in another guy. And I'm not kidding you. Guess what? His name's Andy. Different Andy. Different Andy. It's Different not, Andy. Okay. But they have the same last initial, which is M. Okay. But they're not related. Okay? So and Andy M is fired, and now we have Andy M, the new marketing guy. Andy M, two. 2.0. Andy got me in contact with, you remember Pit Theaters? Back in the 70s, 80s. Oh, yes, Yeah, I you do. went to a Pit Theater yes. to watch movies. Well... Apparently, is looking for a sponsorship. This is a two-theater, old-style theater, kind of a roundish orange building off of, uh, I believe it's Highway 12 and Turner's Crossroad. With that cool lounge. They got a cool lounge. So inside, that's what I was going to get at. Inside, they have these go-go cages. They look like go-go cages. I don't think they actually dance in there. I never saw dancers. But the Cooper Theater has two theaters they have hot fresh buttered popcorn if you want the butter i mean today's standards you probably don't and uh you can go watch a movie and if you want get this the gogo cages are actually smoking lounges so let's say you want to watch lawrence of arabia but lawrence of arabia is what four hours of joy and fun with 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 a i don't know a three four minute intermission well, better than going to the bathroom, go down into the smoking go-go cages, light up a, I don't know, a lucky strike. I saw Fantasia there. I saw Fantasia there, too. I'm looking it up because, do you know where the Cooper Theater is located? St. Louis Park off of Highway 12 and Turner's Crossroads. Right. Who calls it Highway 12, Ron? Uh, how about... 394. And how about the Cooper Theater's gone? So Andy M 2.0. Failed me again. Well, I shouldn't have, again, he's the new Andy M. Curse you, Andy M. Curse you. It was a very fine day up until Andy M gave me the Cooper Theater. I think we better end it here. What do you think, Sherry? Good. Well, we'll see you guys again soon. Have a very fine day. I'm Ron Berry. I'm Sherry Fine. It's a very fine day. We'll talk to you again. Bye-bye.